I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hi Brittany. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How's your week been? Uneventful. Yes, uneventful. How about you? My week's been good. Um, I've been catching up with podcasts. Um, actually singular with one podcast oh yeah which one um it, it's an australian podcast uh-huh there's a couple of those out there yeah but this one's this one's a really well-known australian podcast oh a famous australian podcast yeah the geek dudes have you heard of them um no i don't think i have is it good I mean, it's good. I feel like like one of the hosts like screams like they have mediocre sex, but <laughs> other Weird. than that, yeah, yeah. Then like one of them like may one of them like really likes my sister, and then like another one is like uh, the other two are like really nice. Okay. Like one of one of them has like. A really, really cool, awesome girlfriend. And then the other one wears hats when they record, like cool hats, like like Mickey ears or oh, what would you consider a cool hat? He probably wears it. I mean, I would I would say like a fez or a beret. Yeah. Hopefully a good cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah, a cowboy hat. Yeah, all great hats. But then there's that one host. One singular host. He he really likes wrestling and I think He-Man. Okay. And Elton John, which is really cool cuz I just watched that Elton John movie, The Rocket Man, and I really liked it. But Oh yeah, I keep meaning to watch that and then I realize I don't actually care. You don't like Elton John? I don't dislike him. I'm just like, I am completely ambivalent towards him. That's fair. Yeah. It was a good movie. It was one of those movies where I watched it and it ended and I'm like, wait, that's it. Like, I I wanted more. Like, these these movies, what they keep doing, like with Bohemian Rhapsody, 
is that the movie ends with them going through this like big crisis and then they get out of it and then it's over. Like with Bohemian Rhapsody, it was all the stuff with Freddie and then he does that big concert. And then with Elton, it's, you know, he goes to rehab and then he gets out of rehab and then continues his career and then like that's it. And I want more. Like I want like, you know, the end, you know, it's like, you know, like with Elton, when Elton found love and had kids and did all that shit with The Lion King, you know, and I feel like I'm asking t- for too much when I want these from these movies, but they're still good, except this one was way better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Like Bohemian Rhapsody just bothers me at this point. There was no moment in this film where they're all standing and they're like, all right, let's clap. Oh, wow. That's how we're going to write. We will rock you is by sitting here clapping for five minutes. I'm like, there's no fucking way. That's how it happened. Fuck you for telling me that's how it happened. But yeah, no, um, this podcast I'm listening to, it's, it's great. I I've caught up mostly and I'm going back listening to episodes from like October and I feel bad cause like the one host like seemed like he is going through a lot and like I wanted to reach out to him and be like, Hey man, I hope you're okay. But you know, were you, were you afraid of him? Cause you think he might be a monster. You know, that has occurred in my mind that this person might be a monster. But I still have hope that in 2020 I will learn to befriend monsters. Oh, okay. That's sweet. It'll be like a a cute little Disney story. Yeah. That's me. I'm the Disney story. But yeah, no, everyone should check out the Geek Dudes because it's... It's three dudes, <laughs> and they're fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll have to. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I, I think they're on a break right now because of the holidays. Because that one host fucking loves Christmas. Like in October, like he was talking about having up his Christmas tree, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I do that too. But. Check out the geek dudes. <laughs> so, Emily, how's everything going? Good? Uh, I guess it's fine. I might go see cats again. I'm excited. That sounds fun. I always find it weird seeing a movie knowing that Star Wars is in the theaters. Because today I'm going to see that um, 1917 movie, which people keep going nuts about so i'm excited but it's gonna be weird like knowing that like star wars isn't like in a few theaters next to me but i've been listening to the soundtrack a lot so i i have it with me always also you've already seen it and you have not seen 1917 i know but it's like it's like cheating on your favorite burger place you know it's like i could go to in and out but also, this other burger place is right here, and I'm feeling like that burger, but I don't know. I feel like you can't cheat on a billion-dollar company. I guess, but, you know, you only get so many opportunities to, you know, see a Star Wars movie in the theaters. But at the same time, like, this movie is supposed to be really good, too, and I can go back and see Star Wars anytime. So, Also, if Star Wars wants me to not cheat on it, then maybe it should be a less shitty partner 
Yeah, there we go. That is a good point. That is a very good point. Um, we don't have a lot of news this week because it's the beginning of January and nothing really happens in the beginning of January. Right? I mean, I guess not. I mean, it's a new year. There, I don't have a Star Wars movie for three years. Um, John Boyega's out there living his best life. And that's about it, really. Did you see John Boyega's recent um, Instagram oh, post? Oh, yeah, man. I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, if, if you guys don't know... Um, John's been going at the Raylos. Uh, no. John has been responding to the Raylos who are going after him. Beautifully said. John Vega posted uh, a video on Instagram that is c- clips of him on talk shows and stuff with. Uh, angry tweets that have been directed out of him popping up on the screen and him like slapping them away or at one point like riding a scooter over them (laughs) so it's interesting to me that i i'm seeing a lot of people uh think this is funny which i i think this is great i think this is fantastic but He included a lot of the usernames of these people. Do you think that's, like, harmful in any way? Here's my feeling. Like, it's not great. On the other hand, this wasn't a situation where John was searching Twitter on his own for his own name and found shitty tweets about him and put them up there. Like, that for me is cut and dried, like, bad. But these were things that people tweeted directly at him. And, like, look, maybe it's not, maybe it's not great. But at the same time, like, you know, like, go fuck yourself. You're the one who tweeted, like, shitty, abusive, trolly comments at him. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, like, I, I remember before I used to talk about, like, Mark and how Mark would go on about stuff. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. But, like, John, like, John just said one thing, like, I, romance and Star that's romance in Star Wars. And so many people were, you know, seeing that as, like, an attack on, on Raylo. And I don't see it like that. I see that as... He didn't like something, and he's sharing that. But then, like, all the the Raylos are like going at him, saying these awful racist things. And some some of them aren't racist, but some of them are still really awful. So it, it sucks because you know a lot of the Raylos are like, "How dare John say this?" But what did he say? He said his goddamn opinion. You know, like, are you that afraid of someone's opinion? It's like someone could go like. Go support Raylo. Like, that's fine. Like, if you think that Raylo is a thing or that you think that 
Raylo should have been a thing or that, you know, then cool. You can think that. But you can't go and scold a character from a movie, a real life person, and say, fuck you for not thinking this. Fuck you for making me feel like I don't belong in Star Wars. Which, what? Like, that's not his point. His point is saying, I just don't believe in Raylo. And also, fuck you all for giving me shit because of it. And it's not like this is the first time that these people have been super shitty towards John. And I would imagine part of his distaste for that pairing is to like horrible shitty comments he's gotten in the past. Another thing, and I realize I realize like we're guilty of this too, at least I know I am, which is when we talk about the the problems that like the actors have faced in, in terms of, of abuse and stuff like that. We talk about Kelly and Marie Tran a lot more than we talk about John Vega. And I, I mean, maybe, maybe that's because with Kelly, like she felt the need to leave. But the fact that, that John has decided that he can stay, like that he feels, you know, that he's not going to be chased off and he can emotionally handle it doesn't mean that the shit that he's facing isn't equally terrible. Yeah, it, it it's just nuts to me that people that he says something about Raylo and all these people go after him like he's entitled to his own opinion like and it's just and look it's not all the Raylos and it's not only the right like the the racist shit against John started because people like really didn't want there to be a black guy in Star Wars at all. And there was all the, the uproar of, oh, there's a black stormtrooper and how dare they. But to to pretend that it's not at all the Raylos, which I have seen like some of them do, like try to distance it from their community at all, is really really disingenuous and yeah like i'm you know look i know lots of people who ship that who are great and who do like call out the gross racist shit but you can't you can't pretend that it's not there and it's not part of your little corner of the universe because it is Yeah, and yeah, it's it's not all the Raylos. Like we we probably have some friends that are big Raylos, and that's great. But like they're not tweeting at John Boyega, you know, all this shitty crap, or you know, talking about you know how Star Wars is. I don't know, but and and them then like trying to turn themselves into the victims here because John d- dared to you know tell them to go fuck themselves for racially abusing him. 
and, and like and it's not all like it's not all racist abuse a lot of it i think is definitely rooted in that uh you could read in between the lines there are a lot of people who do not like the idea that finn and ray would be together because they like the the very idea of a black man being with a white woman is abhorrent to them and they don't say it directly but the way they talk about finn and john it's very obvious dog whistly coded language yeah and i'm i'm gonna bring back something that happened to like kind of start all this so right before um new year's um, a lot of people got mad because, you know, someone replied on John's Twitter. No, sorry. It was his Instagram. Um, like, he commented on a picture. I don't know what picture it was, but my boy after realizing Kylo died so he can date Ray. And John said, it's not about who she kisses, but who eventually lays the pipe. And a lot of people got pissed off about this, saying how sexist it was and how disgusting it was. But a lot of the people that went after that were... Raylos, people who have entirely sexualized Ray, people who think the entire worth of Ray is her relationship with Kylo Ren. So John Bea makes a joke and like a little bit crude, maybe, but certainly not like sexist or misogynistic. Like laying the pipe is not an inherently <laughs> like misogynistic term. <laughs> It's not, and I feel like people throw that, like, misogynistic term, or you're a misogynist, or you're in that, this and that, like, so easily sometimes, you know, just because someone says something they don't agree with, you know, and especially about Ray, who someone has been sexualized since the very beginning, you, you know, it just, it's it's really frustrating seeing this. Well, I, I mean, what's, what's, what really gets me there is, you know, that if Adam Driver had made a like a sex joke about Ray and Kylo, they'd be all over it as being like this great romantic thing. But it, I mean, the and I do think it comes it comes to and look, we're two like white women talking about this, so uh, you know, it's hard. But there is that definite undercurrent of, oh, a black man made a sexual comment that's inherently, like, violent and aggressive. It, it, it just, it's so frustrating that people see this and think that, that it's aggressive. It's, it, it's, a, it's a joke. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it just... It's so fucking frustrating. Like, let John joke around. Like, it was a crude, maybe a little bit. I, it was kind of funny to me, you know, lay the pipe. I but mean, it's like, it was, I get it. It was crude in such a ridiculous way. Like, that, like, lay, like, it's, like, I can't even be offended by it because it's just a, like, it's a ridiculously, like, over-the-top turn to use. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's. I just, it just, it sucks. It's seeing what fandom is right now because it's, it's people going after John for saying a joke and then John responding and, you know, people, 
because of this saying, I don't belong in Star Wars fandom or this and that. Like, all because someone said, lay the pipe, you know? Like, I and I was like, you know, like, good for him for not backing down. Yeah. Like, the idea that, that be- because he's in the public eye, he just has to take this shit. I mean, this isn't, this isn't people like, you know, like disagreeing with him over politics or something like that, where, you know, both sides would get heated and you're talking about personal shit and you go or going after it. You're like, you're mad at him because he doesn't like your fucking ship and it turns into this like hideous racist abuse. Like there's like, he shouldn't have to keep quiet about that. That he should, like, they do that he should have to, you know, oh, like, he should be better than that. And he should just ignore it. No, he shouldn't. You should just ignore it. You should ignore his comments, you know? Like, yeah, like, fucking call out this shit because it's fucking poisonous. Yeah. I don't know. Just, if you disagree with someone, then just, that's the thing, though, is that, like, you see, like, a a big actor, you know, say something that goes totally against what you think, like, don't be a dick about it, you know? Just know that people have opinions. Like, Emily and I have completely different opinions about The Rise of Skywalker, but we're still friends, you know? But we're not sitting here debating every five seconds, like, why each other, why each of us are wrong. Like, no one's wrong here. It's our opinions. And shame for you for going after John Boyega because, you know... He doesn't think what you think. That's not fandom. That's controlling behavior. That's shitty behavior. And, I don't know, like whatever you like, but don't scold someone because they don't like what you like. I don't know. Be nicer to each other. You know? Like, that's just what I want to see. Like, I hate seeing a lot of people mad or sad because of, you know, something someone else said. And, uh, it's just it's hard because it's like I see this and I see people being like oh like this shit really depresses me and it's like what do you do I don't know I'm like I I feel I don't know like if it's like yeah somebody said something shitty about a thing that you liked in in a movie fucking unfollow them and move the fuck on with your life but the fact that they equate like they're not equal things like john going after these people is not it's like it's not equal to them going after him like once somebody says horrible racist shit towards you you responding to that is not you also being a troll Yeah. So I don't, I do not like this narrative. Oh, oh, you know, like both sides are to blame. Like, fuck that shit. The racists are to blame. The racists, like, let's go get, like, the racists are always going to be fucking to blame. And, like, that's the problem with, with me is that, you know, I, especially in the Star Wars fandom, like, I want everyone to, you know, everyone to get along or to no one be like, this side's the bad side or like, not saying the rails are the bad side, but, you know, it's like people feel like they have to choose sides. And I feel like we should be able to, you know, choose what we like and like it for that reason. You know, like if you believe in Raylo, 
yeah, believe in Raylo. Like, I might disagree with that, but cool. Like, I, I'm always interested in hearing the opinions of others, you know? Like, I was interested to hear the opinion why, like, you didn't like the movie and everything else. You know, I'm interested to hear why, you know, some of our friends that might like The Mandalorian, you know? But we don't see these friends going on Twitter being like, fuck you, Mandalorian, or fuck you, you know, certain actors from The Mandalorian. You know, it's just, it's, it's such a strange thing. And then, like, what you were talking about how, you know, if, if you if this is really affecting you, then move on. Yeah. Like I agree with that, but it's like how harsh is too harsh, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like on hand, yes, it would be nice if everybody in fandom got along, but I don't want to get along with a bunch of racists. And if a bunch of racists feel like they're not welcome in fandom anymore, fucking good. It just sucks. Fandom sometimes, you know, because it's like we know so much about, you know, fandom because, you know, we're on social media, we're on Twitter and everything, but it just sucks knowing that a lot of Star Wars fans are shitty people. Yeah. Sorry to say I'm, that. No, I mean, but, but I mean, that's the thing. Like a lot of people are shitty people. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, but I, I'm just happy because, you know, I'm I'm following the right people and I don't see this shit on my feed. You know, the only shit I see is I follow John Boyega, so I saw all that unravel. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Um, let's move on to uh, happier topics like uh, Rise of the Resistance, which is a ride coming to Disneyland. On, I believe, the 17th of January. It's already at Disney World. So, it's coming soon, Emily. I finally get to ride it soon. So, hopefully, this will help improve my thoughts on Galaxy's Edge. Here you go. That's good. Yeah. I've already planned a time when I'm going. And it's interesting because um, the rumors are that they're going to do, like, a virtual queue for this ride. It's what they're doing in Florida. So basically what they do is that you walk into the park and then you on the app, you have to like select a boarding crew. And this could be, you remember that shitty article that was saying that like, oh, I waited 10 hours for a Star Wars ride. Like, no, you don't wait 10 hours in a Star Wars ride. You're just in the queue. Like you got to the park at eight in the morning and your boarding pass wasn't until like 6 p.m. So that's how it's probably going to be, which is really interesting because, you know, there's magic hours and everything, and a lot of people are going to get, like, confused, because this obviously isn't something that Disneyland is putting right now, hey, this is what we're doing yet. This is just, like, the rumors from, like, Disney blogs and everything. So, I mean, it worked out great for, you, for Galaxy's Edge, like, for, you know, when they first opened it. But who knows how this is going to go? Because I feel like Disneyland doesn't really know the virtual queue. Like, sure, they know, you know, mobile ordering, you know, mobile reservations. But a queue? I don't know. How many people go through the ride at once? Um, Like, I know with the... With the other one, it's like four. Is it four or five? Like who are on like the ship together? Or Six. Whatever. Six. Okay. 
I believe it's about 10 because I feel like it's rows of five. But I could be wrong. I mean, I saw it at Celebration. I think it was, I think it's eight. It's 10 or eight. So, I don't know. That's going to be a little tricky. And what's annoying too, well, not annoying. I mean, it's a new ride. Machines break. But this this ride's been shutting down a lot. And unfortunately, that means that a lot of people who are waiting in the queue, you know, who have their boarding pass aren't able to use it. So a lot of people aren't able to ride this ride when, you know, they have that kind of like guarantee on the app. Like, oh, you're at this time, but you never know. The ride could shut down at this time and these people might have to take your spot. Just it's a whole bunch of whole bunch of shit. So. Hmm. Yeah. I just hope I hope it goes smoothly. I mean, I feel like Galaxy's Edge has gone smoothly so far. So hopefully it continues that and. Hopefully one day they decide to, to put more there because two rides isn't enough for how big this parking expansion was. Like, if you really think about it, you know, it, it's at least, tw- I would say, 25% of Disneyland Park. And there's only two rides, um, like one sit-down restaurant, a bunch of shops. Like, it's it's just not enough. Yeah. And they have the space for it. Like, I know that they wanted to make it, like, very similar to Florida so that you can have the same experience both places. But they should know that all parks are different and you shouldn't expect to get, you know, the same thing somewhere as, you know, another place, you know. Because I'll probably go back to Florida, like, a year or two from now, hopefully soon. I, I miss Disney World. And... I definitely want my experience in Florida to be different than the one at Disneyland. That's why I loved going to Disney World so much because it's a, such a different experience. It's something new, something I haven't experienced as much as Disneyland. Like, I grew up at Disneyland. Like, I went all the time as a kid. I go all the time now. But Disney World is just so special and so pure to me because it's my memories now. And it's something that I'm continuing to create. And I want to be able to create, you know, new me- new memories at Florida's galaxy's edge and disneyland's galaxy's edge i don't know i just it's like i don't want everything to have to be similar yeah i think i think that's a good point it is weird that they feel like they have to have the exact same stuff yeah hopefully they change that i mean who knows because that was bobby eyes like big thing but bobby eyes going soon so they're gonna have like a new a new dude so or or woman. I hopefully the CEO of Disney has to be someone other than you know, I don't know. <sighs> but hopefully that goes smoothly. I'm planning to go I think like early February, so I, I hope I'll be able to ride the ride. Yeah, it would suck to not be able to. Yeah, and uh Star Tours has some new scenes, um so hopefully I'll be able to do that. And I'm weird. Like, I don't like ride spoilers. And I found out that um, if, if you don't like ride spoilers, don't listen to the next, like, 20 seconds. But they go to Exegol on um, Star Tour. So I was bummed out to see that that surprise was ruined for me. But uh, I'm weird. So that, that's okay. 
But that's going to be cool. I guess we're going to go to Exicol and that other planet. I, I forget the name of it, but the one that Jana was from. So. Okay. So, yeah, that that should be cool. So, I guess it's a good thing when movies come out is that um, we have new places to go in Star Tours. But I would have loved to go to some Rogue One places in Star Tours, you know, because I feel like all the movies and Solo, like maybe I'm forgetting all the planet names in Solo, but it would have been cool to see a Star Tours like version of those movies, you know? Yeah, it seems like you could have gone to like Jetta or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so moving on in Star Wars news, um, it was reported a couple of days ago that, um, a prequel character is returning to the Kenobi show and to Star Wars. Jar Jar. What do you think about this, Emily? Um... I'm really happy for Ahmed Best. If, in fact, he's playing him. <laughs> that's a great answer. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's what it is. Like, I, like, uh, you know, he's been very honest about his experience with Star Wars and how, how awful he was treated by the fans and how that affected him. And so, like, good for him. I still find that character utterly annoying and it makes me concerned about the tone of the show but maybe if you have good writers and a director like Deborah Chow then you can tone that character down a bit especially because he would have had he can't he can't just be exactly the same as he was in the prequels after everything that happened. No, not at all. Yeah. I'm really interested by this. But also, like, I, I'm stoked for Ahmed Best. Like, seeing him at Celebration was just so wonderful. And, I don't know, it's interesting. Like, I definitely, I trust Deborah Chow and Star Wars... I'm hoping Dave doesn't write any episodes in this because I feel like Dave would, you know, try to make it not like Clone Warsy, you know, just feel the need to connect everything, you know, like he did with that Tatooine episode of Mandalorian. It just it felt like just too many references, too many this or that. Yeah, I'm hoping with with Obi-Wan. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I fucking love Mandalorian. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping with Obi-Wan it's a little bit less adventure of the week. I want one like major continuing story. Yeah. And I think I think Obi-Wan is a good character to do that with. I don't want to be like okay, now we're going to go to this planet and we're going to meet another group of characters and then none of those characters are going to come back we're going to go to a different planet where there's also a whole new group of characters like i want like i'm fine with us hopping around a little bit a little bit but i i want it to be a more 
cohesive thing. Yeah. I think it will be. Um, I just, I feel like they went very, with the Mandalorian, like, would Western be, like, the appropriate term? Because I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of different, like, um, I would say this is, like, a Western, right? The Mandalorian? Oh, I mean, it's definitely pulling a lot of those tropes. Yeah. I mean, he's a bounty hunter, for God's sake. Yeah. So I, I feel like I kind of like expected that from, you know, seeing the details of the Mandalorian, you know, the behind the scenes, everything else that, you know, would be kind of like a week to week. Oh, here's him doing this. Here's him doing that. But in the end, it's all kind of going to connect because I liked how, you know, the last two episodes was him gathering the crew, you know, back to the episodes where he first met Quill and um, Gina Carano. But I don't know. But it's interesting, these details about this uh, Jar Jar thing. This is from making Star Wars. I don't know if I mentioned it. Um, so they're saying, um, let me see what they're going to say. Oh, I have this in the notes. Duh. Uh, Jar Jar has a beard to reflect where he's been and what his life has been like since they were all deceived by a great lie ushered from the fir- from the first galactic empire. I just, I'm wondering, like, why Jar Jar's on Tatooine? I, I mean, maybe he needs something from from Obi Wan. Maybe he needs maybe. help with something. But also, um, in the Aftermath books, he's um, a clown for orphan Naboo children. Yeah. So. It's just really sad knowing that we're going to see Jar Jar in this, like, knowing where his future is, you know? You know, Chuck Wendig has talked about that because people thought it was really, like, it was insulting toward Jar Jar. And, and Wendy's like, no, he's, like, living his life like, trying to make life better for these kids. And it wasn't meant as, like, an insult to the character. Oh. Okay. It wasn't a fuck you to Jar Jar. At least it wasn't meant to be. Like, I think I understand how you can read it as that. That, you know, it is this kind of sad place for him to end up. But he's still, like, you know, he's still trying to do good. Yeah. That's true. That's interesting. Um, I haven't seen it in that perspective. That's... I like that, then. Never mind. Like, hmm. No, Wendy, Wendy's tweeted about it several times because it's something that he gets asked about quite a bit. Hmm. Good for Wendig, then. Yeah, I hope he's doing good. Um, yeah. That should be interesting. Um, hey, we haven't heard much about the Cassian series. Where's that going? I don't know. I mean, it's still going. That's good. But I, I, I mean, it's it's always seemed like they were like behind Obi Wan. 
So, I mean, we're, we're just hearing the earliest details about what Obi-Wan is, so I'm not shocked that we're not hearing much about Cassian yet. I hope we do. Like, even though Cassian got announced first, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it seems like the, the like, Obi-Wan production is moving faster. Yeah, because I feel like they, they announced that they have a script for Obi-Wan. I don't know. if Did they announce they have a script for Cassian? I mean, it wasn't. Like, they just announced, like, they you know, they announced the Cassian show. Like, I feel like that was in real early stages when they announced it. And with Obi-Wan, it, it's probably because it was, they had already been planning a movie and they could just pivot from that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just hope there's no more. Oh, never mind. This isn't happening. Because they've already done that with the Disney Plus show already where um, Lizzie McGuire show um one of the like the head people bounced oh yeah yeah so who knows but also if anyone's wondering about the other shows on disney plus that are really good um high school musical the musical the series the first season was fucking phenomenal oh my god it's like it's kind of like a teenage drama but it's like it's not very cheesy it's like glee in the office had a baby oh that's like and my that worst ba- nightmare and it's like it's so good it's and it's so sweet it's so pure wonderful talent like if, if you like that kind of stuff i think you should check it out emily i think you should watch one no. episode just one episode no. please no. oh my god that'd be so sweet we can talk about it next week oh but actually um I think we have something bigger to talk about next week. Yeah, man. We'll have the fucking outsider to talk about. Yes! Mendo! I haven't seen him in a long time. I'm so excited. Yeah, two episodes <sighs> tonight. As we, with The night we're recording, which is Sunday, there are two episodes on tonight. Oh my god. Two episodes of Mendo. It's getting good reviews. I'm really excited. Yeah. That's great. Ugh. This is our year, Emily. 2020, the year of Mendo. Every year is the year of Mendo. Well, yeah, but this one's like extra year of Mendo. Like, ah. Uh. Hey, when are you supposed to get your hot toys? Uh, I don't know anymore because it got delayed and now it's saying it's like sometime between now and the end of March. Fuck that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it happens. It's annoying. Are they usually like that? It it's it's happened before. Uh, generally, when when I've been ordering, I haven't been ordering them like pre-order, so I haven't had this happen to me. But I know it's happened with other figures. That must be frustrating. I'm sorry. It's annoying. I really want it. Where are you gonna put it? Or do you have like a designated place for Mendo? I mean, it's gonna go with the Mendo slash Tarkin collection. It's gonna go right next to my Hot Toys Tarkin. Oh, best friends forever. Ah, <laughs> I love it. Um, do you want to talk about Resistance? I mean, we can. It happened. We watched yeah. it. 
it was it was fine. You know, Emily's favorite thing, uh, Super Battle Droids were in it. I just think they're stupid looking. Yeah. Yeah, this episode was the mutiny where the uh, warboard pirate dudes, uh, they find, they buy a bunch of Super Battle Droids from, from the Crimson Corsair, actually, who's in it for like five seconds. Um, <laughs> and then they try to take over the station. I have to say the mute, the mutiny only ends up lasting about two minutes. It seems like there's a lot of build up. I'm like, maybe you could have done less with them buying these battle droids and more with them, like actually taking over the station. Yeah. There are no consequences to the show. Like, I get that you only have, like, you know, like, 23 minutes or whatever. Then then maybe maybe they just already have the battle droids. Maybe we don't have to see them getting the battle droids. And you can just have them show up with the battle droids and be like, yeah, we bought them. I'm totally fine with that. I don't need to know the origin of them. And then you can actually do something with the, with the mutiny itself. Yeah. I don't know. This episode was fine. Um, I really like Sonara in this. Sonara's great. I like her. Me too. Um, she's really finding a home, you know, with the Colossus and with, you know, Kaz and everyone, you know, because she's not a pirate anymore. Yeah. And she's really embracing that. And I, I love that. Yeah, she she chose her people. Yeah, I, I'm kind of done with every episode being, okay, this person's being captured and this or that, or, you know, this person's falling for this, you know? I feel like that's the only thing they really do with the show. Yeah, I mean, it does feel like they're just spinning their wheels a bit. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it was an episode that happened. probably the quickest review of any episode of a star wars tv show Uh, hopefully the clone wars don't go like that yeah um let's see we have hey um oh wow we have a couple emails wow um yeah because we haven't done it for like three weeks oh my god Oh, we have a voicemail from Catherine. Did we already read that? No, no we, we didn't. Haven't. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. All right. This is from our friend Catherine that we love so much. Hi, Catherine. All right. Let me turn up my volume and let me play. Hello, Canto Bites. It's Catherine here from Melbourne, Australia. Um, I'm just leaving this message about The Mandalorian and how awesome it was that was just a fantastic season overall and that last episode was so cool I was I was surprised we ended up seeing um the Mandalorian's face but what was awesome was that when they did take his helmet off you know it was Pedro but it was a vulnerable Mandalorian you could see he'd been 
you know, how hurt he was. He wasn't this big, invincible 80s action star. Um, and he was scared. I, I love that they showed that. Yeah, and it was just awesome. IG-11 swinging around, killing all those stormtroopers, protecting the baby, the precious baby. And, of course, Mando himself being saved by Death Watch. (laughs) It was awesome. It was awesome. So, yeah, really looking forward to hearing what you say um, and super looking forward to Cassian because... I mean, I've got my theories about what's going to happen in Cassian. We all know that I want some dancing. (laughs) Watch Dirty Dancing 2, Havana Nights. You can see Diego Luna can pull off a move or two. But I don't think, you know, any of us actually knew what we were going to get with Mandalorian. And so that's awesome that... um, yeah, who knows what we're going to get with Cassian. They can come up with all cool ideas and with Obi-Wan also. Yeah, so I'm really, really excited for the future of Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. So I'll speak to you later. Bye. So pure and precious. Mandalorian was awesome. It really was. And, you know, she was talking about that scene where he takes off the helmet and he's so vulnerable. Like, God. Like, a vulnerable Mandalorian. But, oh, I love Pedro. What I like is that it wasn't, like, here's super sexy, like, perfectly put together Pedro. Like, he has been injured. He's obviously scared. He's also all sweaty, because of course he is, because look at those stupid fucking helmets. <laughs> It was very real. Yeah, I liked that. Me too. Yeah, the Mandalorian was just something like it was. It was an amazing experience, you know, watching every week. Like, I don't think I've never had that much fun watching TV. I'm so glad they put it out week by week. Me too. This was a wonderful decision. Like being able to talk about the show and have theories about the show like all my theories were got wrong but like i just like to be able to respond to a show like that on a weekly basis yeah i'm so glad that my theories were wrong too like i i really thought for a second that baby yoda would die this season oh i never thought baby yoda would die but man that would have been horrible bad enough to see him get punched by fucking Jason Sudeikis. Oh my god. I by uh, the way, apparently I'm really glad to read this. It actually was them in the stormtrooper uniforms. <laughs> That's awesome. That's even better. I imagine because they really wanted to. Like cuz <laughs> you feel like you know, John or whoever is directed that episode is like you can just do the voices. I mean, that's what that's what Pedro's doing most of the time. They're like, no, we want to be, we want to be troopers, and we want to punch Baby Yoda. <laughs> Wait, I thought that Pedro was in the suit most of the time. I don't think most of the time, no. I would hope so. Well, I mean, he was like, wouldn't have, wouldn't have Wonder Woman been shooting at the same time? Oh yeah, he's in Wonder Woman. Yeah. 
that's going to be really good. I love Chris Pine. Do you like Chris Pine? I He's fine. I mean, he's not like my favorite Chris, but he's not my least favorite Chris either. Do you like him in Star Trek? Yeah, I don't... I don't completely love those movies. But I think he's very good in them. Like, he makes a good Kirk. He does. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully season two of The Mandalorian will be jam-packed as you know but then there's always that fear that is the second season going to be good or as good as the first season there's always that fear yeah but we'll see yeah um i want to read eric's email for personal reasons okay are we skipping the other email why are you not going in oh. order? Oh, we're not? Oh. Oh! I can't read. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to read Willis's? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Willis sent us one. and uh, The uh, subject line is script skipping. Ahoy, ahoy. If The Rise of Skywalker had been split into two films, do you think there's any chance that The Rise of Skywalker 2 wouldn't have had reshoots to address the issues people had with Rise of Skywalker 1. My prediction is we would have got a scene in which Palpatine revealed that although Rey was his granddaughter, his fa- her father was adopted. This likely be accomplished by the accompanied by a, this would likely be accompanied by a visual dictionary reference explaining that her true grandfather was she's brother Mike Palpatine, making her almost but not quite the true heir to his dark legacy. On a related note, when people say Ray rejected her heritage, at what point in the movie was there any real suggestion she would be inclined to accept it? <laughs> <laughs> Yours confusedly, Willis. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> last part especially, it, you can't do, in the third movie, like, there's no way, I can't imagine anybody sitting in that theater is, like, really worried that Ray's going to go to the dark side. Uh, first of all, just just to note that if this episode seems a little bit weird or choppy, it's because Zencaster has been repeatedly shitting the bed on us today, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of a mess. And I'm glad that Brittany is editing this weekend on me. I'm gonna have so much fun. I think I'll leave in the points where we're both like fuck, but I don't, we'll we'll see because. At this point, I'm just like, all right, I'm stuck on the roller coaster and it's going again. I might throw up, but I'm on the roller coaster. So, anyways, anyway, email. yeah, we'll send us an email. Like, yeah, it. If you're really gonna do the like Ray, Ray rejecting her heritage thing, you need to have started that two movies ago. Because uh, there's not you're, you're not watching this third movie going to be like, oh man, I wonder, I wonder if she's gonna go to the dark side. But yeah, if they had if they had split it into two movies, I I mean, look, Mike Palpatine aside, I I do wonder what sort of like panic move we would have seen. But I don't know. I mean, who like uh. 
<laughs> I like that Sheev and like you have your kid like Mike and then you name your next child Sheev. Okay, so Zencaster just shit the bed again. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Are we moving on to Eric's email? I'm sorry, Willis. It is not your fault. Your email was perfectly fine. And I love the idea of Mike Palpatine. But. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. My only thought is, why not, you know, when you plan a fucking trilogy right from start to finish instead of, you know, doing one movie and then the next movie and then the next movie? Like, why can't we all just have this, you know, like a book? You know, you're going to write a book. Like, why can't we just write a book? You know, yeah, instead of yeah. start a book, write five chapters, and then, yeah. Here's the thing, is everybody talks about how, like, oh, well, George didn't have a plan either. I mean, first of all, that shows in, in, in several places. Also, just because that worked out once doesn't mean it's the best way to do things. Like, that yeah. is an exception. Yeah. I just think that maybe the next time they should just like write it like a novel, you know, start to finish and then just maybe have different directors, you know, at least have have a a, a major like your major plan ha- be a plan. Like not everything needs to be worked out and you want to have different writers. That's fine. But there should be some sort of general guideline for things like who the parents of your main character is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Willis, for the email. Um, okay. We're going to go to our, our favorite rock star, Eric Strathers. And this is titled, Brittany's Christmas Family Photo. Um, dearest ladies, the Canto Bite. Do I hear whispering? Anyway, um, I was listening to the Christmas episode of Geek Dudes today. Yes, way behind. And Chris Fresh mentioned Brittany's family photo. I want to check it out, and I have something to say. All right. So, if if you guys don't know, um, on Twitter and on my personal Facebook, I posted a family picture of my family after we saw The Rise of Skywalker. And it's me and my sister kneeling in the front, everyone else in the back. Well, Carlos is technically biased, but whatever. All right. Front row, left to right, wood would wouldn't back row left to right wouldn't for sure would and you know what would okay so So, that is front row left to right me or my sister me and carlos eric said would would and wouldn't so poor carlos i know eric would do me and my sister and not carlos all right back row left to right was my dad my mom and rusty so eric said (laughs) Would it? For sure would. And you know what? Would. Love, Eric. I can't wait to tell my mom. (laughs) For sure would is all in caps, by the way. Eric loves my mom. (laughs) I mean, we can blame this on on Chris, right? Yeah, this is also part of the segment, Fuck You, Chris Fresh. Yeah, because it can't be Fuck You, Eric Strothers. I'm sorry, that doesn't work. No, the Fuck You, Chris Fresh, for going on your podcast and saying, Your sister. <laughs> you <laughs> fucker. <laughs> you fucker. 
That's quite That's the impression, my by the way. Sister. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's my fucking sister, Fresh. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm being more aggressive in 2020 <laughs> with my thoughts and opinions. So fuck you. <laughs> Was that good, Emily? I like it. Okay, and I good. like I like it that even though the Eric sent us an email rating every member of your family, it's Chris Fresh who we get to yell at. <laughs> you can't you, you can't yell at Eric Strathers. Like he's just he's just so pure and so kind I mean, and not that pure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Oh, Struthers. He really wants to fuck your mom. <laughs> That's so kind. You know, I think my mom would appreciate that. <sighs> well, um, great. This is a great, great email. Thank you so much. I hope you all enjoyed my family photo of us in our Star Wars pajamas. I, I know two of you have. I know that many of you also have. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. All right. We'll read the other emails. Um. Maybe next time because who knows when Zencaster is going to shit on us. Yeah. Uh. Catherine, you sent us fuck Mary kills. We'll do those next time because we can't record anymore because if it goes out again, uh, one of us is going to lose our goddamn mind. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh. We did it. Uh. Great. Emily, where can we find you in the podcast on social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at Cantabite Pod. And please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can send us emails if about what who in Brittany's family you want to have sex with. Cantabitepod at gmail.com. Yes. Wonderful. I'll post more family pictures. And you can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. All right. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go. It's time to serenade my girl Lindo. Sorry, the ladies where I had to say no, but if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto. No shame in the game. Make even Rogue One seem tame. But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main. Yeah, that's fire. Love on the rocks, leaves the love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked, especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Canto bite. Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brew Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity Dude I didn't forget 
This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches, all my Canto bitches Rubia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson, boo this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches, all my Canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls of Yattle Squirts Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric.